Now, Singapore Today with Lance Alexander and Daniel Martin. This is rather worrying. Latest data from NEA's website showed there were close to 3,000 dengue cases recorded in the first seven weeks of this year. The number of 80s mosquito breeding habitats found last month has doubled from January 2023. Now, we do know, of course, that dengue is endemic to Singapore and this region, but that doesn't mean we have to be laissez-faire about it. This, of course, takes lives and causes severe pain. If you've ever had a dengue infection, you know how painful it is to deal with. We are hearing about how, um, you know, we're combating this with the release of more Wolbachia uh, breeds of the Aedes aegypti mosquito. We'll be learning more about that. You heard about it in the news. Associate Professor Ng Li Ching is here, group director of NEA's Environmental Health Institute. Professor Ng, before we start talking about some of the countermeasures, what about this recent rise in mosquito breeding areas? Even as we said, it is endemic. And we know it's part of the landscape in Singapore, but the nature of this rise and the quantum of this rise, how bad is it? Yeah, so we have pockets of places where we see a rise in mosquito, uh, Aedes aegypti, particularly the species that is um, a very good vector for uh, dengue. We see them rising in some um, uh, pockets of Singapore, and that's uh, going to be of high risk for dengue transmission. Oh. Was, yeah. Yes, yes, go on, so, please. Yeah, so we see um, some clusters with very high mosquito population um, in Singapore and leading to um, clusters of cases. For example, in Boon Lay Avenue, we have more than 280 class cases in a cluster. Passeries, 153 cases, and Amokyo Avenue 1, um, around 140 cases. So it is of concern because uh, there are several of these uh, large clusters are uh, happening in Singapore. Okay, so let's talk about why we're seeing this rise as well. Is it because the weather has changed, uh, conditions have changed? What exactly would account for this this extra rise uh, in mosquito breeding areas? So mosquito breeding, this Aedes aegypti breeds in an urban setting, in uh, domestic containers, especially the domestic containers. So if we leave uh, pots of water around, you, you're going to get breeding. They are very opportunistic. They will just find water around to breed. Um, certainly weather would have a, um, um, is a factor as well. Warm weather will uh, promote uh, more breeding as well. So as the temperature warms up, um, that's where Typically, we get into the dengue season, and that's why it's very important now to arrest this uh, rise in dengue and rise in mosquito population. And for residents, they will notice things like signage in their home areas that will say that you're in a dengue hotspot, and we hear about it in the news as well. So when we, we, we hear about these dengue clusters, do mm. they tend to stay as dengue clusters? Does it come and go? Does it go from location to location? What is the nature of it? Oh, definitely we can arrest it. We can uh, moderate the transmission or even um, eliminate transmission within your community. And that's by keeping the mosquito population low. Um, so the typical steps of uh, breaking hardened soil, when you, you have pots of water, uh, you, when you have pots with hardened soil, sometimes water can accumulate or, or very um, obvious pails and uh, vases. We, need, we just need to remove this water and deprive the mosquito of uh, breeding habitats. Um, and in these kind of places uh, where there is transmission ongoing, we know that mosquitoes are the one that carry the virus, the dengue virus, from one person to another person. Mm -hmm. So if a person is sick, the mosquito bites the person, and then she, the mosquito is a she, uh, because this female mosquito can then transfer it to the next person. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that 
people who are infected with um, dengue that you have you're suspected or you're diagnosed with dengue that you protect yourself you don't transmit the virus you don't pass the virus to the mosquito because then um so you protect yourself with repellent you wear a um, long sleeve or you you keep yourself in a room that has no mosquito and um, get rid of the mosquitoes with the aerosol spray as well mm. so that you don't pass the virus to the mosquito which can put then pass it to your family members Okay, let, let's talk about fighting the rising dengue cases. We know the mosquitoes that bite are female. So about 350,000 male Wolbachia-carrying Aedes aegypti mosquitoes were released in Clementi to expand Project Wolbachia to more areas in Singapore. For those who are unaware of this project, can you briefly tell us what exactly these male mosquitoes do? Yeah, so these are sterile mosquitoes, so it's conditional sterility where if you release, if you have a male mosquito that carry the Wobakia, when they mate with a female in a field that do not carry Wobakia, they are not compatible, so the eggs don't hatch. So if you con continuously release these mosquitoes, you will see a plunge in the mosquito population. And that's exactly what we have seen in places uh, where we had earlier releases, for example, issuing Tampines. Um, we have seen 90% less Aedes aegypti mosquitoes in the community. Wow. Okay, and so correspondingly, 77, up to 77% reduction in risk of dengue infection. Okay, so, so it's very exciting news. Yeah, when we talk about Wolbachia, we're talking about a certain type of bacteria, yes? That's right. It's a very safe bacteria. We have done a lot of risk assessment, and it's a natural bacteria that is found to be safe. Um, it's uh, it, it, the, the, we, the, the one that is uh, the mosquitoes that are released, carry, uh, we make them to carry this bacteria. It's like a probiotic, yeah. They're bred to have it? Yes, they're bred in, the, in our facility and uh, in our partner's facility to carry this um, bacteria. And then we release them and they will then plunge mosquito population in the community. So nine, up to 90% in some locations that you mentioned earlier on as well. This time around, yeah. the release locations include the Bukit Merah, Teloblanga area, Clementi West Coast That's area, right. Marine Parade, Mountbatten area. Why these areas? Are we being proactive? Do they have low levels or uh, are they yes. high levels? So these are um, these, these um, areas are selected based on historical dengue cases. It's not like... Um, because it's, the current cases may not be able to predict what is going to happen next. Is very dynamic. So we rely on past dengue cases and high mosquito population. Um, so the five new sites will be covered by March this year. In fact, this will bring the expansion um, coverage to 480,000 households. That's 35% of all households in Singapore. Okay, but to be clear as well, Project Wolbachia is not the silver bullet we're all hoping for, yes? yes. Certainly it's not, yes. Um, so if there's a lot of breeding, it's going to negate the impact of Wobakia. So Wobakia actually goes hand in hand. Um, it works in synergy with the general source reduction, removal, removal of stagnant water from the community. So it's effective. It's super effective. It too goes together. And Prof, just to quote my favorite movie of all time, <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Life finds a way. Uh, like, is there a way around the 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 Wolbachia infection causing this that would result in regular breeding to continue? I know it's hard to crystal ball gaze mm. like that, but does life find a way? Um, in our risk assessment, we find negligible risk. No, because um, Wolbachia is a natural bacteria in the first place. In fact, this Wolbachia is taken from another mosquitoes. 
Right. Yeah, what, no. what I mean is, so the, the presence of Wabakia results in them being able to not procreate as much. But will there yes. be, is there a way, once this starts happening within their mm. population, does something else happen that then allows them to procreate a little bit better? Or without the meal, is that what you're saying as yeah, well? Maybe. Mm, no, there's no evidence on um, any of this possibility. Yeah. Okay. So um, multiple risk assessment have been done, uh, not just in Singapore, in uh, uh, worldwide as well, uh, showing that there's negligible risk. There's no risk to public health and um, the ecology. You know, I was in KL on a road trip with some friends and we went off mm -hmm. to Penang and I ended up getting dengue when we got to Penang and yeah. it was it was terrible. Yeah. It took me about two months to recover, to get my strength back, but I was weak. I was very, very weak. Uh, Prof, maybe you can run through some of the symptoms that one experiences. You know, I, I, I was very fatigued and, yes. and I was feeling hot and feeling cold on some days. My body was struggling to regulate. Maybe you can run through some of the symptoms that one gets when yeah. when, when they're stricken with dengue, please. And it can be life-threatening as well, yes? Yes, it is uh, certainly a very dangerous, can be a very dangerous disease. Some people get it very mild, so it's a spectrum of symptoms. Uh, fever is typical. You get body ache. Uh, some people get conjunctivitis as well, red eye. So quite a range of uh, symptoms, but a typical symptom would be fever with body ache and headache. Mm. So I guess that's what you got as well? Headache too? Yes, yes, yes. Not wow. as bad, but I was very, very weak and it took me about two months to recover. So it was, was yeah, very that's, bad. That's also that's also very unfortunate because um, some people really get this long dengue Mm. Um, which is beginning like long COVID, like that. Yes, medical community oh, wow. is starting to recognize that as well. Yeah, how are you feeling? You, now, you've been tired for a long time. Yeah, gosh, yeah, no, I'm feeling much, much better. And and also, you could be uh, more at risk to other Denvi types as well, right? The different sero serotypes Denvi 1, Denvi 2, Denvi 3, or Denvi 4, because you can end up getting one or two of them, or if you get all three or four of them, you could you could actually. And it's often worse the Struggle second time with the next stereotype that you get, right? Second time. That's right. Oh, so if yeah. you get it this time, you get one dengue, you may not be, um, you, you're, you're only immune to that stereotype, mm. but um, you're still susceptible to the other, the other stereotype. So theoretically, you can get four times. Uh, and the second time is uh, known to be, to give you a higher risk of severe disease. Not necessarily you will be severe, it will be severe, but higher risk. That's so, why really, um, at the end of the day, it's about controlling the yeah. population, all of us doing our part mm. in terms of That's keeping right. that mosquito population yeah. down. Prof, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Associate Professor Eng Lee Ching, the Group Director of NEA's Environmental Health Institute. It's Singapore Today.